0: I applaud your adherence to 90s uh, culture. The Sunday Skypers I recently came across a this, like third edition of a, of a game that I used to play when I was a filthy little teenager. I figured it might be fun to just go back to that first edition and play around with it in, in a simplified way.
1: Considering uh-huh. I've never heard of it, that actually might be fun. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Okay. I think we'd skip some of the rules that I used to skip when I played this. We we never really played with like miniatures and uh, like square grid thing for combat, like it suggests. It was mainly uh, a smart business decision to tie in the role playing game to their miniatures war game, and which you could also use for their board game. And also potentially their collectible card game. Video game. <laughs> yeah, and the video game, right.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's all wrapped up in one, ain't it?
0: <laughs> basically, I think they made a shitty first edition of this that had a different name. Uh, and then I think the proof of concept was like, uh, it, was, it was hot enough that they could get lots of, and lots of investors. Uh, so they basically just blew tons of money on everything.
1: <laughs> I like the artwork. It really yeah, it's work.
0: it's wild. It's its own little thing.
1: It's kind of all over the place, but
0: <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah.
1: not the same artist.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's true. Uh some some of the art is kind of from a, a previous edition and not super representative, but I enjoy the first edition's like uh black and white kind of noir-ish presentation. Uh, that's
1: what I was getting that's the feeling I was getting, yeah. Yeah. Minus the mech stuff, which is really strange.
0: That's not, not gonna be super relevant <laughs> uh today at least. Uh but you could totally do the the like miniatures war game style, you know, military campaign if you wanted if you wanted to. That's not what I'm I was hoping to focus on right now. But basically, you know, you have like a terraformed solar system, a bunch of explorers came to like Pluto and, and, and a mysterious 10th planet named Nero and they woke something they shouldn't have w- woken up, the, like great darkness and that swept in and screwed everybody over. So now you have technology has sort of reverted back to a kind of mid 1900s level because high technology and thinking machines get taken over by the great darkness and then you have this kind of like space inquisition slash space- space Catholic Church that keeps everybody in line
1: space church yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's just a very weird concept for me but... uh
0: they're basically like the Jedi Order version of the Catholic Church, so it's not it's not specifically like God and the devil it's more like light and dark um oh, and okay. have like bullshit force powers star Wars
1: I can handle the church e
0: yeah, imagine that instead of Jedi with like, oh, we are benevolent. They are, oh, yeah, we're benevolent, but we're going to stick you in, in Inquisition cells and torture you until you reveal where the all the heretics are.
1: Sounds uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, nobody really wants to – I mean, everybody goes to mass pretty much and everybody like goes to confession. Like all the like tropes of the Catholic Church are there, but yeah, uh, uh, you, you don't want to get on their bad side people tend to avoid them if they run into them on the street. And they kind of look like weirdos, but there's uh, like tubed
2: gas masks and their robes and shit. Do they have the big shoulder pads like everybody else?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I think it's some sort of staple of the early 90s that everybody had to have big shoulder pads.
2: this this looks very early 90s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I was hoping to focus on something like a, uh, more like a noir Heretics Dark Legion uh, private eye kind of thing uh, on Luna City, which is kind of like a fantastical New York City on the moon. Oh. Considering that there are only two of you, I think we could suffer doing the full character creation, but it does take a little time, so I prepared ahead of time an abbreviated version where you just roll some stats and make some choices. So that is an option. But if you want to go through the traveler-esque random event table uh,
2: career path thing, Looking at that and had like this, a whole uh, flow chart thingy <laughs> with, with lines going back and around. Yes. <laughs> Since you repeat them.
1: Right? Oh, hi. I just found it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everything is in like a two-year period. You start at 16 and then you do a two-year period of something and it can backfire horribly and you you end up unemployed and you lose lots of personality points. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, and this, this is a universe that is very much like in the fantasy tropes universe, right? So the people who are cool are like military people and wizards. If you're like an economist or you went to tech college, you're not as cool. So you lose personality points. Uh, personality is not charisma. It's, it's a measure of how cool you are. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> you are not an action hero.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. There you go.
2: You get no shoulder pat. very
0: tiny ones you know it's funny that you say that because there's there's a comic book from 96 uh, a four four, uh, issue comic book where uh, the least cool person has no shoulder pads of the team and everybody else has shoulder pads and big armor (laughs) I'm completely I'm dumb I also made pre-gens and these are not planned characters. These are completely random-ass characters, so you get what you get.
1: Yeah, hey, I like Hotshot Medic, but I wouldn't name him Danny.
0: <laughs> you can name them whatever. Yeah. yeah. When you see the skill, mm-hmm. there's an SV, which is your skill value. That's the only really thing that matters right now. And you want to get that number or lower on a 20-sided die to succeed with whatever you're doing. If you roll a 1, that's like a crit. Uh, if you roll a 20, that's not so good. Any preferences for you, Dirk?
2: The gumshoe, I guess, if you're gonna if you were wanting to do a noir thing. Sure. So we have
0: the former movie star. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna read you the entry. To that event. You've had a couple of small parts in soap operas and B movies. So uh you, you get a little extra like social stuff. So um, well, what kind of B movies and soap operas are we talking about here? And picture picture society as being kind of in the middle of the 1900s, like 40s to 60s, roughly. You know, people people go to work and dress up for work. They listen to the radio. They read newspapers, and maybe in the evening they turn on the television set and watch something. I'd say it was a uh,
2: some kind of pulpish uh, serial type soap opera.
0: <laughs> are we talking like? Um, gumshoe style or like
2: fighter ace or... Tales of whatever some war a generation ago or something. Like tales of that. Interesting. So wars,
0: like, they happen almost all the time. All the corporations are kind of fighting each other. uh, And then you have, like, the the horrible Dark Legion bearing down on everybody. There's kind of a UN called the cartel, where all the corporations come together and sort of begrudgingly accept that they have to work together to survive the the horrible darkness. Uh, so it could be it could be any number of like uh, engagements or, or like uh, you know uh, maybe there were some episodes where you had to team up with the the dastardly Bauhausians to uh, you know kick some Legion ass. Who knows, Mister um, Mr. Mister Medic? You have a powerful and fanatic enemy. How on earth did you get that? What did you do?
1: I think Casey may have loudly proclaimed his distaste for the church on oh. multiple occasions. <laughs> okay. I mean, that he would certainly is, be a
0: powerful and fanatical enemy.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, he is kind of smart, but he's also kind of not very wise. I'll buy <laughs> that. Book learning does not wisdom make.
0: Is this an enemy that's ever come to the fore? Like, have have you ever had like a confrontation with them, or is this like you you don't know
1: them? Uh, I don't know that they're my enemy. Okay. Yet, but I mean, you know, with with as loud as I've been. There's uh, likely to be some crossover there.
0: By the way, we should cover your social standing. Uh, I've already written in, like, the headlines for what you have. So uh, yep. you, the, the Hotshot Medic starts at wealthy, just two points uh, down from the highest possible. So you're pretty well off. Like, you can picture yourself as uh, kind of um, Doctor Strange level of wealth, almost. Uh, okay.
1: Like you so have not a quite car- Tony Stark, but Doctor No, Strange.
0: no, no. But you have, like, a couple of cars. You have a good... good you know, home that you own, you have money for most things. A gumshoe, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, is, is social standing one, a homeless nobody, and this is because somebody uh, probably framed you, I'm guessing, for a crime, and uh, that went on your record, and you lost your job, and things have been pretty hard. And going with, with what the book says, you probably live on someone, someone else's couch. On a friend's couch, or in a borrowed flat, or in a mm, self-made shelter march. made out of corrugated sheet metal and scrap wood. Yeah, it could be your couch if you guys have like a if you have an accord. You don't have to start that way, but that would be that would be a possibility for sure. The understanding here is that you've left your former employee, whatever you did previously, in order to uh, pursue a freelance career as uh, kind of problem solvers. So the two of you probably have some sort of uh, agency or like um, kind of like a Jessica Jones bureau of of, uh, figuring things out, taking like Rambo missions because this is like a 90s action game. Um, I should probably point out that um, you won't find that gun, by the way, uh, Mr. Gumshoe, in the book. It's from a supplement. It's basically a big revolver which is why it's like reload time. Okay, there are a bunch of like stats, combat stats. I'll cover them later, but basically it's a slow reload revolver. What's an MP-105? That is a Bauhaus-produced machine pistol. It looks a bit like a compact SMG. It has lots and lots and lots of ammo since it's caseless. Uh, There are no like cartridges for the ammunition, which is good for you because you're a terrible shot. So you can just, uh, you know, squeeze the trigger and hope for the best.
1: That's a really, that does not exist in real life.
0: I'm sure something of the sort exists <laughs> in real life, but most people wouldn't consider it a pistol. But since this is this game, it totally is. And then, of course, you know, you have the, the capital produced crazy weapons like the, the 55 caliber fully automatic handgun with the integrated uh, grenade tube. That That's the level of stupid we are dealing with here. But it's fun and cool and 90s, so we're going to go with it. So Luna City is this this like I said like this um, kind of uh, even more fantastical gothic uh, New York City on the moon a lot of the a lot of the technology that allowed you to get to the moon and build a city there has been scaled back so as to avoid like this the darkness creeping in and, and destroying everything and so a lot of the heat comes from like steam is steam power, so there are all these like pipes going all over the buildings. Uh, there are like exhaust vents for, for steam. A lot of the buildings are like coal. Heat, you know, they have a, uh, like a furnace in the, in the cellar. A lot of the style is again kind of like in the 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, with some occasional like 80s sci-fi, uh, twist. There are lots of gothic arches and, uh, there's a big, huge freaking cathedral in the center of the city. Uh, and around the central older, uh, quarter. There are all these like corporate headquarters and the, the giant cartel building. Given the state of your economic situation there, Mr. Hotshot Medic, you could mm-hmm. conceivably have an agency in the old city if you want mm-hmm. to. Otherwise, it, could, it would be in the perimeter somewhere, which is kind of a lower city. You'd have buildings of kind of like between four and ten stories, uh, which is low for this. Not as swanky. But you'd, you'd get a little more varied, maybe varied clientele.
1: I want to be in the place where we get the most clientele. Doesn't matter if they're varied or not.
0: All right. Okay. Well, it'd be more reasonable for you to have like a, a place in the in the perimeters then. Uh, All right, maybe ben. maybe near the the central core uh, quarters. Yeah, I picture like it's it's dim because it's on the moon and because it's nineties, it's kind of dark and dim and it's rainy uh, and there's this like steam fog. Rising up, since uh, you know uh, we're going into the night cycle. Cold, cold uh, steam are are being uh, it's, it's being pushed out into the streets by the the exhausts. Old cars in the style of like t- futuristic T Fords and, and oldsmobiles are sort of uh, puttering by out on the street. The light from from some like um, uh, billboard advertisement, neon billboard advertisement, is shining through into your offices to the, you know, the classic Sin City style um, blinds on your window. And you're probably like doing some bills or some boring shit like that. Then the phone rings. And this this phone obviously is this like old timey phone with the the rotary dial of, of the classic sense, right? So it, it gives off this, yes, it gives off this like mechanical ringing sound echoes throughout the, um, the agency. And the agency is pretty much your room and a couple more rooms maybe you have like a maybe it's kind of like the um law firm in in the early seasons of, of daredevil like you have like an uh, uh, an entry and then you have you know a couple of rooms off the
1: side that's actually what i was con- no that's actually what i was thinking about so okay. yeah so i guess i will pick up the phone
0: hello the voice of um of a woman comes through the reception isn't great there's some raspiness on the line oh what do you call your your firm by the way
1: uh, yeah, but it's kind of tongue-in-cheek because I made it up on the fly. <laughs> Hotshot Detective Agency. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll come up with something better, but I'll use that right now.
0: <laughs> Do you answer the phone with, like, Hotshot Detective Agency, sorry? Sorry um, about the name? Or...
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry about the name.
0: We're working on it. So she says, um, am, am I to understand that... Oh, you didn't change your name, by the way, Dirk, did you? Let's call him John Weld. John Weld is this the, the workplace of a, of a John Weld?
1: It is. Uh, can I get him for you? Yes, well, you, if he is still there. I'm pretty sure he was. I, last time I looked 10 minutes ago, who can I say is calling? I just I just have this picture of of John crashing on the couch on the other side of the room. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. he's he's going he's going to like put his hand over the phone and go, "Hey, John!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> she says, "Oh, uh this, this is Katrina Rutledge from the talent agency. May I don't know if he remembers me.
1: All right, I will get him. He puts his hand on the phone, and because John's probably asleep, <laughs> so just like at the top of his lungs, "Hey, John, Katrina's on the phone."
2: Yawning and uh, rubbing his eyes, Uh "Yeah, I'll, I'll get it over at my desk." Goes over, picks up the phone.
0: Right. So now you have to sort of you have to wait. Until he goes there and picks up the phone and then you have to hang up, right? So that yep, you don't I'm break the just, line.
1: Yep. And <laughs> our phone is very particular. It doesn't actually hang because the, uh, the little thing that makes the connection is broken. So you kind of have to slam it down <laughs> to hang it up properly. So I just, I've just i gotten used to just, like, holding the phone over the thing and just dropping it when I hear John
0: pick are, are you Are you a stingy person? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I see.
1: I would like to uh, conserve as much wealth as possible because I think I know that wealth is fleeting.
0: I see. Okay, so that's why you don't have a real secretary.
1: Because I was born poor. I know what it's like to be there, and I don't want to be there again. <laughs>
0: Cool. So, uh, you pick up the phone. You you recognize the voice, uh, and it takes you maybe a moment to remember, like, oh, 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 like um, Rutledge, the like the talent agency, or the um, I think the casting agency that um, got you some work uh, way back when, John. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm I'm so glad I got a hold of you. I I don't know if you remember me at all. Um, I uh, I helped get you that part on War Tales. <laughs> <laughs> and and, ma- and the venusian brigade or something like that right i i really I, I normally i wouldn't call at all but i i really don't know where to where to turn it's about my son you see um he's um
2: i i wonder if maybe you could you could help me find him certainly yes yes i do a lot of business finding people give me particulars or do you want to meet somewhere and talk over it
0: uh yes what yes yes why don't we meet um you you can hear her like uh messing around with something in the background like she's uh picking something picking through her her uh like purse or something C- can i swing
2: can i come by the agency or do you have a, a a different place in mind the agency would be fine look around see that it's not too much of a mess <laughs> how messy are you guys well since he's been Staying here, you know, he's got to quickly <laughs> the random bits of clothes that are strewn about. He's like grabbing stuff into drawers and filing <laughs> cabinets and stuff.
0: Perfect, perfect. You're p- putting away the bourbon and all that stuff. All right, then uh, I I shall be by uh, inside of an hour. All right, sure, we'll be able to help you. Thank you, thank you so much, John. I'll, I'll be there momentarily, and then you know she hangs up. And of course, unless there's something you want to do to prepare, uh, she's going to show up. Uh, all
2: right, we uh, we got a client. A client? Yeah, looking for her son. She'll be by to give us the details.
1: You gave it the right address, right?
0: Yeah. If, if, if she found your number, then she's probably found your
2: <laughs> address, too.
1: That'll be our first client in four weeks. What did she sound like she wanted?
2: Finding her son. Her son? <clears throat> Do I know how old she is?
1: Uh,
0: you think by now she's probably in her late forties, uh, which is a decent age for this setting where, you know, there's, there's pollution, there's shitty food.
2: Um, it's kind of a bit of a, bit of a feat to live long. So her son's probably 20. Her son should be,
0: yeah, in her, in his twenties. Yeah.
1: What's the boy gone and done with himself? Don't
2: know yet. She'll
1: look at the particulars when she comes by. Oh, God. She's coming by?
2: Why do you think I'm stuffing all my clothes into the filing cabinets? Right,
0: right, 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 right. Um... You're in a curious business, like, for someone who doesn't like people. (laughs) What, she's coming by? No, it's like he's
1: not ready because, like, the place is a mess. All right.
0: So we see uh, a little like montage of you fixing that up. And then we're uh, trying to (laughs) almost almost on the hour later, uh, one hour later, um, there's uh, a knock at the door. You have that classic like foggy glass door with the uh, your names on it.
1: Oh, it's got lattice on it too okay <laughs> I just, it was just a thing that occurred. a precaution or <laughs> uh so somewhat of a precaution because it is bulletproof gla- glass you see the
0: shadowy shape on the other side of the the glass uh and there's a knock uh
1: you get it john open
0: the door you see uh mrs rutledge uh in the door she's uh, in sort of a an conservative evening attire uh you know as if she were going out but not not like to a fancy restaurant. She has this little hat on and her purse and she, you know, uh, uh reaches out her hand and says, Um Oh, th- thank you for seeing me, John. No problem, Ty, you're looking well. Uh, was that a question to me or her? <laughs> that wasn't a question,
2: it was a statement.
0: Oh, okay. It sounded like it sounded like a French question. <laughs> Increase in pitch at the end <laughs> looking well, looking well. well she says, well, thank you John. I'm, you 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 look clean. sorry to hear about that frightful mess.
2: It's a uh, tough business
0: so, so so I hear you know and she's sort of nervously looking for a place to sit and lead her to chair. so you you sit down and you know she settles in and uh, looks around and um, kind of blurts out like so I, I really I really need help with Ted. See, Ellis, Ellis thinks I'm I'm overreacting, but and that's you know you know that's her husband. I, I think something's really wrong with Ted. He's he dropped out of military academy, and and Ellis just thinks he's he's having a phase. Maybe maybe he wants to travel or something. I don't know, but I th- I think he is he has gotten in with the wrong crowd. He doesn't call. He doesn't. Um, he do, he doesn't have any contact with us at all, with us at all. And and I've heard from from his former academy friends that um that well that he is he has sold his um his little loft and that he has moved out into far into the perimeters. I don't know what he is doing, but it cannot be good. Could you help me find Ted and maybe make sure that he is all right?
2: Uh, sure. Uh. Well, when I names of these, these people he's associating with, if you have them, I I have an address and she sort of
0: looks through her um, purse and she it takes out a card and uh, hands it over. And it's, it's the address of a uh, drinking establishment far, far out, like uh, um, the Rangers Roadhouse or something like that, far out in, into the perimeters. It's, I, all I know is that he supposedly frequents this establishment I have very little to go on I'm afraid John yes yeah, so we'll
2: uh, start there I guess we'll also get his last address Sure, sure sure
0: his last address was uh, not too far from here actually it's it's uh, right on the edge of the perimeter uh, where, where the perimeter hits uh, you know uh, transitions into the the central old town quarters where all the the important things are right probably an expensive place
2: any friends that he had at school or academy?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, the, uh, there was a, a Trudy Hardin, I think. She's the one I was talking to. I'm sure I have her number here somewhere, and she digs through her purse and finally, you know, oh, here it is. Gives you a scrap of paper. And um, I, I assume you want to, uh, some sort of um, uh, payment as well, and she sort of starts digging through her purse or or her, her like handbag for her purse and it's this like old-timey purse that you snap open and she fishes out like a, a wad of cash cardinal's crowns which is roughly the same as a capital dollar in in price in in value uh i i i'd never know how much is is appropriate for this uh, is there a rate 100
2: a day plus expenses whatever that translates i guess
0: sure 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 um so she goes. Oh, ah, uh, well, l- let me pay you for this week, and and if if you f- find Ted sooner, you can consider
2: the rest a bonus. We'll try to find him as quickly as possible for your sake.
0: And, you know, she's, she's very uh, appreciative and, and she thanks you up and down and like, you know, with words like, you know, you, I, I really had lost all hope. You know, you're my last, uh, yeah, you know, desperate blah, blah, blah. Right. And, um, she says she makes her exit and you're left with the information.
2: What do you guys do? I guess if the old address is closer, maybe we go there first, see if there's any information from, Neighbors,
1: landlord.
2: Cool. Do you have a company car or is it... Is
1: it it's one of my personal cars. Casey's cars. Okay. It's one of my personal cars. It does, right. have our, it does have like a little slapdash logo painted on it. But um,
0: so you have enough money to have a variety of cars, like at least two or three. Um, I just have
1: two. I have two. I have the car that I use for the company and my personal car, which is at my house.
0: All right. So is the company car like an, a nondescript kind of car, or is it more it's like... It's a black van. A black van, okay.
1: And it has just like the little logo, which is <laughs> like a um, a, I think it's some, some sort of bird, like a stork or something on it. <laughs> or eagle, eagle, an eagle, because Murica... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Eagle Eye Detective Agency.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna like discuss what we're gonna call ourselves because <laughs> uh, after a year and a half of being in business, we still don't have a name. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. So you take the AT man to uh, this uh, the the old address um, to the loft. It's a hmm, ten twelve story building, maybe uh, stone imposing. Uh, has a fancy brass plate with like uh like famous people that once lived there uh it's flanked and and uh covered in like little gargoyles and other forms forms of memoritaphs since uh, people here don't bury their dead they incinerate them and then uh they they put up little statues or or memorial plates or or gargoyles to mem- memorize them yeah uh it has like a little foyer uh, or like a uh uh, an entrance area with a, a front desk. Uh, and there's a bored-looking uh, security guard in in a capital security vest and shoulder pads. Uh, he's reading. What would he read? I think he's reading the Independent Citizen, which is kind of a this like low class newspaper. There are two newspapers: the 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 Chronicler uh, or the Chronicles, right? Daily Chronicles, which is a Brotherhood produced newspaper, which is like kind of highbrow. Uh, and then there's the the Independent Citizen. So he's probably looking through the sports pages of the Independent Citizen.
1: <laughs> or the comics.
0: Best possible, too. Hey, buddy, how the, how the rock jumper's doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, no better than last season. They need a
2: new coach. Ah, uh, yeah, tell me about it. You going up, or? Well, i think thinking maybe uh, you could uh, help us out a little here and, I'll like, you know, produce a bill <laughs> of appropriate denomination. Cool.
0: That works for me. What, uh, you know, he looks at the bill and he's like, yeah, licks his lips
2: for a moment. Uh, what, damn? Um, what exactly are you looking for? Information on a fellow who lived here until recently, Ted Rutledge. Ah, uh, I think Mr. Rutledge moved out. I think if you look at the,
0: and he sort of, uh, points to this, uh, board, it's one of those like old timey boards with, uh, it's a glassed in board with, um, Little slips of
2: paper with the names.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you know, there, there's no rutledge on the
2: on the list. Yeah, but uh I was wondering if you could tell us a, a little about him, maybe um, anybody who uh, came to visit him in the you know, the recent weeks before he moved out. Was he a quiet tenant uh causing problems? You know, uh any forwarding address. Give me, give me. Uh, I think
0: the money is a good like entry point uh, or like a, a, a like incentive. It's good enough. You don't have to roll for, for like making him interested. But I think if you want to, if you want to get meaningful information, you're going to have to roll interrogation here, and that's any kind of interview or situation where you want information out of the other person.
2: Yeah, oh, there we go. It's low, right? So yeah,
0: <laughs> it's under fifteen. You're good at this, so. Uh, he reaches out, he takes the bill, and he considers um, the image of um, Cardinal Durand the I uh, on the bill. And he thinks for a moment and he says, well, I mean, Mr. Rutledge, I think he moved up last month. not too long ago, a few weeks. He'd been a, a pretty solid uh, tenant, as far as I know. Uh, no real disturbances. Uh, until the last week, uh, he had a bunch of friends over. Uh, I don't think they were the, the academy type either. Looked like these um, perimeter hoodlums, the spiky hair and the leathers. Yeah, yeah. But seemed like a, a quick sell. I mean, the, this is a it's a prestigious place to live. The the, the loft sold pretty much straight away. So this um, Mr. Preston that lives up there now. Are you? I think I think he's like. Are you? Are you with any official? investigative
2: agency we're assisting mr rutledge's family in contacting him
0: so he sucks on his lips for a lip for a moment and he goes mm, i suppose it would do to do the rutledge's a
2: favor maybe you could put in a good word for me with your employer certainly i'm sure they'd be happy to know of anyone who helped us track down their son all right yeah You know, falling in with a bad crowd like that. (laughs) Because, you know, last time he had his
0: big crowd over, they uh, left some stuff behind. I have it in the security
2: locker. Ah, that would certainly be helpful in our investigations. Sure.
0: Tell you what, he puts like an old-timey-like keychain on the the desk, and he says, I'm going to go on my break. If anything were to happen to them, the um, locker, I'm sure you will tell me, right? Of course. Good. And then he trundles off out starts to take, take out uh, like a cigarette package and a lighter.
1: Mm, that stuff's really not good for him. But
2: it's good for us. Come on,
0: grabs the keys and. Like...
1: Cool. So
0: you unlock the you go uh, unlock the security locker and um, you find a bunch of like
2: uh, like uh, what's the word? Confessions to crimes.
0: <laughs> no, um, you you find not only do you find like some some random crap like uh, some business cards, and you find a uh, you find a uh, a business card for the like the Ranger um, Roadhouse way way out in the perimeters. You also find this like uh, little book that it reads a bit like a membership uh, roster. Right, but it's not official in any way. It's a leather, little leather-bound, like not black book, but kind of dark brown. It smells weird, like uh, like a, it has a chemical smell to it.
1: Does it smell like drugs that I would recognize?
0: Uh, why don't you make a chemistry roll? for
1: uh, four. God, I have to roll under a fourteen. <laughs> okay, two, two, one D twenty. Oh, that's easy. Twelve. Well, cool.
0: It doesn't smell like any kind of like uh, disinfectant or or like uh, any drug smell you've you smelled. I, I think rather you're like, you think like, hmm, you know, this smells kind of like the chemicals that they have in the old warehouses out in the perimeters, right? In the old like disused uh, factory warehouses. Oh,
1: like the, okay, like the factory warehouses. Okay, I'm going to, I guess, tell him that. Uh, the, the, I guess the, preservation chemicals or something.
0: Sure, like uh, not just that, but also like uh, uh, bleach-type cleaning chemicals and and p- pollution, essentially. The names also, like uh, in the in the book, are kind yeah, of I like... I
1: actually was going to ask, do I recognize yeah. any of them?
0: Well, you see uh, Teddy R., uh, and then there are a bunch of other names and they're all like, not, none of them have like full last names. It's just, uh, initials. Uh, but they're also like mixed in weird names that you never heard of, like, uh, Draxor
2: and like weird, weird, stupid names.
1: Well, here's our boy's name. But
2: his, just names, nothing
1: else. Nope. Not that I can see. The
2: cards, are they all business cards or are there any cards that match names in the book?
0: Uh you see one of the cards is is uh truly hardened. apparently uh, she what's the word she uh, she graduated uh military academy and got a job with um, the capital security um services
1: is she in that book
0: she's not in the book but but uh she's she, uh, her business card is among the cards here
1: is
2: uh her business between where we are and uh the uh the bar she would probably be
0: uh, either at home or at work right now, and work is the lowest three levels of the capital pinnacle skyscraper, which is in the center of uh, center of town.
1: What time is it? Oh,
0: I think it's like ten in the evening or something. She'd be home by now, or she'd be working, considering the security services are kind of a round-the-clock.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to give her a call? Sure. I will leave the talking to you. You can totally yeah.
0: like bum the desk phone. Yeah, jerk <laughs> yeah,
1: my thumb backwards. It's like there's the phone.
0: If you try our number, uh, I mean, there's both the home number and the and the business number. Which which do you call? Try the business. Cool. So uh, there are a few uh, rings, and then uh, there's an operator that picks up and goes uh, Capital Security Services. How can I how may I help you, sir? Yes, I'm looking to talk to Trudy Harden. Oh, Miss Harden is uh involved in operations right now.
2: Perhaps I can leave her a message. If she could please contact uh, John Weld of Eagle Eye Investigations <laughs> at five uh, five five blah blah. Cool. Awesome.
1: There's apparently some argument about what we're going to be
2: called. Absolutely, that's
0: that's part of it. <laughs> the the woman on the other end of the line acquiesces and, uh, you know, promises that, uh, you know, Miss Harden will get back to you as soon as
2: possible. All right. And then after that, I call the home number.
0: So, uh, there are kind of quite a few rings if, uh, go by, and then like, there's a fumbling with the phone, and a kind of sleepy-sounding man answers. Yeah. Yes, I'm
2: calling for uh, Ms. Trudy Harden.
0: Oh, uh, I, sorry, man. Trudy's not here at home now. Can I um, take a message or something? Does this work?
2: I'll catch her at work. Thank you. Oh, All right, then. Well, Trudy's obviously already moved on to somebody else. <laughs> well, do you we want to head out to this bar?
1: Yeah, I guess that's the next logical step. D- did I find anything useful over there?
2: I'm sorry. Did,
0: were you looking at
2: something in particular?
1: Yeah, I was I was just seeing if I could find anything else useful in the locker.
0: No, this is this is the crap they left. Uh, maybe they left like a glove.
1: <laughs> well, I'm gonna snag the card and the book and pocket them. Worth noting
0: is that there are several cards, and
1: I'll take them all. I'll take all the cards that are there, and I'll leave the clothing.
0: <laughs> Why don't both of you make like an intelligence uh, roll real quick?
2: Yeah, made it.
0: Cool. So did I. Awesome. It hits you like um, after a moment that, um, you know, the initials uh, correspond with the last names for most of these business cards.
1: Okay, so maybe we should be calling so, these cards instead.
0: So if somebody was like uh, Danny M, then then there's a there's a, a Morgan
2: business card, and there's a yeah, etc. And the businesses on these cards, there are any obvious pattern? Just random. All of them seem to
0: be junior or middling employees for various uh, corporate positions that you would normally logically – that would normally logically follow from doing military academy or some sort of security education. So capital security services, uh, the imperial security directive, etc. cetera. Mm. Possibility would be classmates or yeah. siblings or family.
1: Does anyone have the last name Rutledge? That, uh, nope. Other than
0: nope, Harden is the only one that stands out as not having like a corresponding uh, initial.
1: Yeah, I'd say we head to the bar and
2: out into the uh, what do you call the bad area here?
0: Anything that isn't like the the old town is the perimeters, and uh, that's anything from residential areas to like old factories, spaceports. You name it. Generally speaking, the farther away from the center you go, the worse it gets. Like criminality is worse. Crime is worse. uh, Sanitation is worse, etc. So it's a rough place. Rough neighborhood. All
2: right. Let's
0: go. You're driving. Cool, cool, cool. So it takes maybe a couple of hours to get there. It's a big, big city. But uh, around like sometime after midnight, you roll around the roadhouse. It's this Lowish building, like three stories of brick. Uh, it has like this, this like big neon sign in uh, out front, Rangers Roadhouse. So and so, bunch of half junked cars are in the lot.
1: Is it still open?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's some sort, some description of music. Some sort of imagine like a punk version of jazz or
1: something. <laughs> coming out of uh that's hard uh, to imagine but okay
0: <laughs> yeah think think of like uh, maybe swing is a better description like f- think of like a 40s 50s musical style and then like apply like people who don't play it well or people like want to be rebels maybe some rocky elements i don't know played on
2: like 80s synth uh
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is the exact kind of music case he doesn't like, but... um.
2: There are a couple of people
0: as well, like, outside smoking, who, like, they they have kind of the 80s-style crappy punk hair and, um, like, leather jackets. There's somewhere between punks and uh, greasers.
2: Fit on in.
1: Yeah. It's not like we're, like, super well-dressed or anything, so we probably fit right in.
2: I don't think either of us have the right hairstyle.
1: Well, No. Mine's shaky, as in just got out of bed, and yours is—I don't know. Buzz cut. Buzz cut. Oh god. <laughs> we definitely don't fit in in that sense, but our clothing is like ratty. So,
0: really, you're in ratty clothing? Clothing?
1: Well, I'm in—I'm in decent clothing, but I don't spend a lot on clothes because I don't care much about fashion. Gotcha.
0: Maybe this is why you only get clients once a month.
1: Probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so you enter the establishment. It's smoky. It's full of patrons uh, who are by now pretty drunk. There's... Or stoned? Not really stoned, but um, hard to tell. Nobody looks like completely lit up or anything. There's a jukebox blaring music, a bar with some like uh, reddish neon things behind it, so it looks really cool and hellish. And uh, like this, this uh, big biker-ish looking... bartender with like faded tattoos
2: all over him first we look around and see if we can just spot him sitting there (laughs) conveniently
0: uh sure you don't you don't see ted anywhere but this is totally like the type of uh people that the guard in in the loft building described and the type of people you could imagine like that uh his mother would disapprove of him hanging out with
1: I don't suppose on these business cards, any of them have faces of the people that they're representing. Uh, nope. Start with the bartender, I suppose. It seems traditional. Yeah. Wherever John goes, I'm going. He's the lead on this investigation. So. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: all right. So you hang back. Okay.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to just, uh, lean against the wall specifically position so I can hear what they're saying, but not be like all up in their face. Cool.
0: So, uh, yeah, he, Looks you guys up and down. He's like squints at
2: John, uh, and then he puts a beer in front of you. Take it and uh, put what should be a nice tip down. All right. Evening. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you make me a personality roll,
0: Mister Gumshoe?
2: Oh, that's a miss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, he's real squinting at you first, but then, like, he seems to come to some conclusion. That he sort of shrugs. He mutters, like, oh, evening. And then he goes back to doing whatever bartendery stuff he was doing before, sorting glasses or something. But he's right there, right?
2: You can talk to him. Glancing Rancing around the, the stallion. All the other people, except us, have the look.
0: They have the look, yeah, They totally. There may be, like, like one or two people who maybe are somebody's girlfriend or boyfriend who aren't quite...
2: As hardcore, but um vast majority have a look. So I guess uh you don't uh see a lot of customers that don't fit the uh aesthetic here. <laughs> so I he, think he looks up at
0: you through the corner of his eye and just goes, So no, not really. Is there a pretty regular
2: uh crowd you have here? Or do you have uh new people coming by frequently?
0: So I think he stands up. Uh, and puts his hands on the bar he's like, um,
2: what's it to you, man? Well, I'm looking for somebody who I believe has been frequenting this place uh, until recently he would have stood out here as well. He may have changed his look so he looks around a bit says, yeah, this guy in trouble or something uh, he just he has family that are uh, concerned about him He kind of he sneers at that. Do you have a name or a description? Give the description and uh, name's Ted. Though don't know whether he's still going by that name. All right.
0: Why well, don't you uh, uh, make an interrogation roll again? See if you get out anything out of this guy, or if he's just being a douche.
2: No, miss again. <laughs> he does not like me.
1: <laughs> Wondering if I could sh- should step in and save him.
0: I-, I think he looks you in the eye and it's like. For the man who shot Bugsy, that's going to be 500, right? And you remember Bugsy was this guy, this, like, side character on your show uh, who was kind of a fan favorite, but he was a douchebag, and your character had to kill him at some point.
1: Can I rough this bartender up? (laughs) I happen to know that John does not have 500 laying around. You do, though. I do have 500 laying around. Uh, Probably more than that. I guess I, I, I won't beat him up unless i absolutely have to so i will walk over and uh I, well heck i'll give him 800 and i'll just uh tap on the money and uh ask him if this will this will be enough for a uh a talk hold one like so he gets the hint that you know i'm paying for for john but i also want yeah, to yeah. cool <laughs>
0: Right. So he takes the money, he looks the two of you over, and then he reaches down and he takes out the cheapest Bauhaus beer he has and gives you that. That's
1: fine. I'm just thirsty.
0: I'm not saying I know anything here, but there was a group of people hanging around with some of those uh, uptown academy snots. I guess it was some sort of initiation, maybe. They were getting tattoos and throwing away their fancy clothing, drinking lots smelled like ass, like they came from uh, the sewers or the factory factories, and he sort of points with his finger in, in a direction, and in that direction there's like industry after industry after industry. Some of the plants are disused
2: and and abandoned. Any uh, names of the regulars that they were hanging out with? Yeah, he sort of chews on his lip for a moment and he goes, um,
0: yeah there was some cratch someone named cratch Made-up street name, I guess. Ugly fella. At boils.
1: Treated or not treated? (laughs)
0: Looks at you like, out here, treated, really?
1: (laughs) Hey, it's a question.
0: Yeah, it is a legitimate question and a good one for your character. Yeah, the look he gives you is like, you you get immediately the the sort of like, treated, really? No. (laughs) I'm not saying he was a mutant or anything, but uh, the guy looked sick.
1: Do you know where he took off to?
0: Not really. I mean, I'd follow my nose, I guess. And then he looks past you guys, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He looks like his eyes go wide, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and then he uh, ducks down. He sort of he, his eyes go down to the the bar. Uh, the bar is like um, starts to almost uh, mechanically and, and tensely like wiping the the bar
2: top. Is there like a convenient mirror behind the uh, the bar?
0: Sure, 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 sure. Like, if you s- spy through the bottles, you see that uh, this big uh, person has just stepped into the entrance right right behind you. Well, not right behind you, but a ways behind you. Uh, and you can see the the Inquisitor red of the robes and, like, the, the darker bits with the, like, leather gloves and the, the chained, uh, you know, book of law in the the Inquisitor's uh, belt.
1: Oh, I have no reason. I have no reason to know to fear this guy. So Uh, I think
0: as a citizen in this this world, right, you would know that it's bad news to mess with them. Uh, It's okay to say that you don't like them, but you wouldn't want to go up to somebody and say, hey, you suck.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that would be a good way to get killed. I'd assume.
0: Or hauled off to like a little cell somewhere under a, under a cathedral and, and be tortured. Um, cause maybe, just maybe you're a heretic. You're a mutant heretic or something. So this big fella steps in and you can hear like, uh, the breathing apparatus of his mask. Um, almost like, <laughs> almost like a Darth Vader, uh, style, like, kind of thing. And this, um, muted voice goes, all patrons of this establishment will present themselves. Heresy will be not heresy, but um, uh, the iniquitous will be purged.
2: Right, something like that. Chuckling. out, boy, he's going to be busy here.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. What's the odds we can slip out the back without this guy noticing? Ah, uh,
0: half decent. I think. I think half decent. A lot of the people are, are very drunk, and some of them are uh, some of them are sobering up, but others are starting to like protest.
1: I think I'm gonna grab John and start towards the back, try to hide in the throng of people, and just kind of slip out. That sounds
0: like you're trying to be stealthy
1: or quick, one of the two. I know, I know, we got to get out of there. So I mean, if you want to
0: get out of there and not be seen, uh, that would be stealth.
1: Okay, yeah. Where's my stealth? Oh, God. Five. That's going to be fun. 25% chance. This is not going to work. This is not going to work. I knew it was not going to (laughs) work.
0: I think if you can ring out uh, perfect success here, um, John, you could maybe cover for Casey. Nope. Nope. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, I think you head head for the, the back entrance, right? And, of course, you run into the second guy.
1: Oh, he's coming in from the back. He's yeah. coming
0: in from the back because of just this issue, right? Slightly smaller, probably a woman, but in the same getup—like red robes, shoulder pads, black mask, breathing mask. You, you um,
1: take her? I'm not she, the boss of you guys. <laughs> she looked like someone we could take.
0: Uh I mean, it's possible that the two of you could overpower her. Um, whether it's whether it's a an advisable court of course of action
2: is is more doubtful
1: i'm going to look to john on this yeah
2: i had a stunt man
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> then i guess no the answer is no
0: uh she goes she sees you like going for the exit and she's like all patrons are required to stay within the establishment until the evaluation is done and her hand falls down to the like the big ass punish her pistol she has at her side
2: yeah well, we're
0: not patrons
2: wow <laughs> look look at us look at this crowd we don't really belong here uh
0: con her i guess or uh i, I could also go for oratory I'm, i'll go with
2: con but you're better at conning <laughs> <laughs> we totally didn't buy beer here <laughs> We came in here by accident, you know, and, uh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I try to pick it up because I got 11 in oratory?
0: Yeah, if you if you get a one, if you're all a one, if you get a perfect, you can maybe, like, cover for uh, John.
1: I doubt this, but yeah, nope. <laughs> uh,
0: I think she holds up a hand in front of you as if she's doing some bullshit force power kind of thing. And then she's like, both of you are lying. <laughs> Please step inside the main room. And now she's like flipping up over away the like cover for her her pistol, flipping up the case, pistol case.
1: Mm, I guess we have no choice but to comply. So back into the room we go.
2: Can you do your reading of us first, so we can you know get out of here? That will be up to Inquisitor
0: Salvatore. Please step this way.
1: Stepping this way. <laughs>
0: So, in the main room uh like a couple of of these people these these punk greasers uh have been knocked unconscious by the other person, the other inquisitor, and the other are others are more or less drunkenly lined up around their tables uh and the bartenders out in the middle room assuring this hulking inquisitor that uh, oh no 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 we we are totally up to date. there's no strangeness or heresy going on here. We're fine. The Inquisitor is just giving him, like, uh, the book of law nonsense, like, you do know that this is an Inquisitor's establishment, and in, it invites the darkness and blah, 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 right? And the second, second like, uh, sub-Inquisitor, or junior Inquisitor, I guess, ushers you into the main room, uh, and she goes, uh, Inquisitor Salvatore, these two attempted to escape by the back door, attempted to evade judgment, that's what she says. Quister switches, you know, his attention to you and he stalks over and he's like a head taller than poor, um, what was your name again? Jesus, Casey.
1: And I'm pretty tall, so that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And he seems to stare at you through with his glassy breathing mask eyes. Uh, Oh,
1: I'm going to stare right back. I'm not scared. (laughs) I'm not intimidated, rather. Scared, yes. Intimidated, no.
0: And he says, a rare coincidence to find an agitator. In this place. And uh, you can see maybe like the bartender almost piss his pants when the Inquisitor says this. Like, oh shit, I have been associated with somebody who has denigrated the Brotherhood. Oh no. Wait,
2: what? You're an agitator? When did you do that?
1: Uh, He's just thinking back. It's like, God, when did I do that? <laughs> oh, I, I, um, let's just say I got drunk several times and there were some things that were said. <laughs> It, on multiple is like,
0: like blaming your choices on iniquitous habits is bad for your soul.
1: And, and he's no he's excuses. gonna be I think I think Casey is brave at this point to the level of stupid. He's actually gonna say, yeah, well I wouldn't take any of it back. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is roll
0: to roll personality here. I wanna see how how <sighs> awesome you seem to these uh individuals
1: personality is 12 oh, god this is gonna be terrible oh
0: all I right so i think instead recited. of take, taking this in the sense of like oh you are an uppity heretic with potential like dark legion allegiance uh instead of that they take it as like oh okay this is a person with spunk so uh, I think Salvatore, you know, reaches up and, and there's a sound as the mask comes off. He takes off his, his uh, breathing mask helmet and there's, there's this, like, older gentleman with a lined face and a goatee, gray hair. Oh, God,
1: hair. now I feel like I insulted my father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he says, you have spirit for a young man, but it would be wise of you to direct that in, uh, uh, oh, what would he say? Service of the church? In a virtuous way, yes.
1: In a virtuous way.
0: In the service of virtue, yes. Yeah, I keep telling um, him that, and
1: uh, we're working <laughs> on it. He,
0: he takes out a little, like, pamphlet uh, that you roll <laughs> up, right? He gives it to you. <laughs>
1: They're like Mormons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Services at the cathedral are daily. It would do well for you to report for confession. Do we have an understanding?
1: Yes, sir, but I am currently in the middle, and me and my associate are currently in the middle of an official investigation, so if we could possibly get back to that. Time is of the essence.
2: Do you um, spend a lot of time in this area uh, inquisiting? (laughs) Inquisiting?
1: Inquisiting.
2: (laughs) The Brotherhood's business
0: takes us everywhere in this city. Heresy and mutation can be found everywhere. I'm
2: sorry to say. We're trying to help a good family find their lost son before he can uh, be tainted by any heresy or mutation. <laughs>
0: he studies you for a moment and you get the feeling that maybe maybe someone or something is rummaging around in your head. And then he says... Um... Fortunately, that's pretty
2: much true.
0: <laughs> yes. Then you are on a good path, if not necessarily in good company. And, you know, he shoots a look at um, your medic friend. I cannot assist with this at this present moment, as I have business here. But should anything come up, I trust you will report it to the Brotherhood. Of course. And then he uh, says, uh, Inquisitor Duval, these two can leave. And uh, Duval, you know, goes, yes, sir. And, uh, you know, she points you to um,
2: the exit grab Casey and make a uh, quick walk to the uh, exit. <laughs> cool. So you,
0: you make it out of the establishment unmolested by the well-meaning uh, warriors of light. What do you do?
1: Head back to the car, I guess. Uh, so you,
0: you step out from the establishment. The, the steam fog uh, is a bit light by now. You can see the devastated earth, poking up over the horizon, like, you know, the way we would see the moon, but in
2: reverse. What do you guys do? Any bar patrons around the parking lot or anything?
0: Uh, you can see a couple of people, like, were probably hanging around hanging around outside the bar. Uh, you can see them across the street. They've sort of retreated into an alleyway. Probably they spotted the um, the Inquisitors and then were like, okay, we're
2: out of here. <laughs> Let's see if we can get lucky. Head over
1: to talk to them.
2: Yeah, they're standing there sharing a
0: cigarette.
1: That sounds like a good idea. Let's, let's go do that.
0: Yeah, both of them are kind of young, like teenagers. Like, uh, one of them, uh, uh, a young guy with a, a patchy mustache. He goes, oh man,
2: you made it out of there? What happened? Yeah, we got lucky. I think they were more interested in some of the other people. Ah, oh, shit. You guys don't know uh, Cratch, do you?
0: And the other the other one, uh, blonde guy, goes... Cratch? How do you know Cratch? I think
2: they may have been looking for him. Hmm, 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 hmm,
0: Yeah, make, make a personality uh, role, Mr. Gumshoe, Mr. Weld. Yes. Awesome. Okay. You totally seem like a cool guy to them. They go, oh, man, do you think they know? Man, maybe they know, and then they start, you know, going back and forth. Man, if you know Cratch, you should probably, I mean, we're not welcome anymore, but you should probably warn him if they're on on his ass. Uh,
2: where is he now?
0: Oh, do you know the old auto factory down on down on the corner? And he points, you know, into the alley and off some side uh, off a waist. You can see this like neon sign of like a Capitol Motors um, building. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're buddies, you better warn him for, for real. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> not uh, Casey. Like, OK, let's go.
1: Going. <laughs> I'm not staying around these guys.
2: So you make your way
0: through uh, the alleyways and you get to to the motors building. It's clearly been shut down as a factory, but the neon sign is still mostly functioning. uh, And there's some sort of noxious vapor that's rising up out of the lower, uh, like the the sort of these small windows that are kind of like uh, at the bottom of the building at, at street level. Like, the glass is cracked, and it's sort of oozing out this, like, eh, noxious, almost greenish fog. Let's avoid that.
1: Yes, let's.
0: Has a reminisc... smell is reminiscent of, like, the smell
2: from the book.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: What do you guys do? I'll do a bit of uh, casing of the the area. Anybody on lookout or anything? Uh, you don't
0: see any lookouts. You don't see any... any uh, people seem to be, um, like, hanging around the building or, like, lying in wait or anything like that. Uh, there's a uh, – over the uh, main entrance, uh, but it doesn't appear to have, a, like, a padlock or anything
2: on it. It's just a chain. Mm-hmm. Other entrances?
0: Sure. I, I think there's a couple, like a, a side entrance uh, and a, uh, you know, delivery truck entrance in the back. None. Of, none of them appear to be like watched or guarded, right? Can we try them back?
1: Yes. Now that's a good idea. All
0: right. So there's this little like rectangular outbuilding uh, that you that you can enter. It's almost like it's uh, like a, an external storage shed or something that uh, you enter. Uh, when you enter, there's a little like um, administrative office or something that's been you know left to rot. Essentially, there's dirt everywhere. And uh, the door into the main main factory is like uh, hanging off the bottom hinge, and you can you can smell like this the smell again, like this ke- weird chemical smell in the air. That isn't
2: going to turn into a mutants, is it, Casey?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: I'd hope not. I mean, you've heard some weird stuff on the on the three hour evening evening sermons, but uh, very little. Hard data from the corporations they're often like, "Oh no, everything is safe." Make our way into the building all right. So you make your way past the the door. you enter a a kind of a big factory floor. There are like assembly lines for these big uh, Capitolian uh, automobiles. There are a few half finished shells uh, and uh, bits of engines and so forth it's uh, all pretty dark and uh, you know the smell is is pretty profound but it's not it's not like it's you don't feel like it's uh, messing with you it's not uh, eating at your skin or or making you, you your skin itch or anything it's just this profound smell and poking through the interior you find that there's a um there's a hole that's been made in the concrete floor that just opens up into the underground essentially into the sewers and this is where the sort of noxious fumes are rising up uh, and creating this, like, ugly,
2: awful, greenish fog. I kind of motion, Casey, that kind of hold still. and I'll try to be quiet and listen for any sounds of movement or talking or anything.
1: Sure. Yeah, I will sure. get to the, I'll, like, take a knee, essentially, so I don't make any noise. Uh, roll me a perception there.
2: I just made it. Or do I have to get under? I equaled.
1: No,
0: no, no. Perception. In, not not personality. <laughs> Perception is 10.
2: <laughs> then I think, uh, no.
0: Nope. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you can hear anything in particular. Uh, you can hear like the drip drop, echoey drip drop of the underground. Uh, you know for a fact that uh, the Luna Underground is a maze of old mine shafts, sewers, uh, disused uh subway tunnels you name it like it's it's a uh, real warren you don't you don't perceive any particular uh like activity or you don't hear any voices nothing like that maybe a wheezing as a like distant
2: um distant machinery no lights or anything on around here nope
0: in fact, it's it's really really dark, and the only reason you're only see, you're really seeing anything is that the greenish sort of fog is vaguely luminescent.
1: We could we could try calling this guy's name. Uh,
2: I don't like the idea of that. All right, I'd rather get an idea of who's here and what they're doing before we announce our presence.
1: All right, want to split up? <laughs>
0: when you say that there's like a rattle of some old chains (laughs) in the background might
2: not be a good idea
1: all right then which way are we going
2: (sighs) unfortunately i'm thinking we gotta go look in the hole
1: really you first that way if it's toxic i can pull you back and revive you (laughs)
0: Uh, there's no real difficulty getting down there. You can you can like uh, climb down over the debris into the tunnel below, no problem. Uh, nothing nothing in the air indicates that yeah you're not getting lightheaded or anything like that. Not yet anyway.
2: What's down there? Just a a tunnel going one way and another.
0: Yeah, you see like a. Sp- a big-ass sewer tunnel, uh, and it seems to uh, open up into, um, like, a, a cross-section of tunnels further ahead. There's all kind of, like, debris uh, from, like, breaking up the floor all around here. Maybe a couple of articles of attire, like a pair of pants, a, a jacket. You maybe see some um, bottles, as if, uh, you know, they have brought bottles with
2: them from the bar or something and dumped them in here motion for casey to come down and follow and start moving in the direction that it seemed like they had gone with you know follow the bottles and clothing and cool casey why don't you make a perception roll
1: oh god please don't ask me to do that my perception is ridiculously low it's six 30 <laughs> percent chance
0: oh hey well what do you know you, you climb down, and and you you follow uh, John further into the, the tunnel toward um, uh, where it opens up into the other tunnels, and you get this eerie feeling like there's somebody or something behind you. I'm going to turn it around. Right, and as you do, you notice that there are three shapes about to descend.
1: John!
0: At, <laughs> and it's... The lighting is kind of not great so you can't make out much of them but you do make up make out that they are almost entirely naked they're muscled and they have this like bone white long hair uh and they're they're holding things but you can't make out what they're holding
1: I did call for John though yes. softly John yes.
0: <laughs> Look back what fuck up right you see you see these uh almost noiseless figures descending into the tunnel where you are.
2: Oh, hey, guys.
0: (laughs) I think the moment you call out, they galvanize and, uh, you know, they realize the jig is up almost, right? And then they rush down and toward you. What do you guys do?
2: Hey, we're here to warn Crotch.
0: As you say that, you see, uh, you know, the first – figure come into close enough right that your eyes have adjusted and, and the kind of greenish uh, fog is illuminating this figure and you see he, he's all wrong and maybe something in your head like clicks into place like there was maybe an episode on on this like war show where you were fighting the Dark Legion right and they had these really cheesy makeup effects of like necromutants where you know you remember like the, the script said something about like you you were going into a Dark Legion citadel to free some of your uh, uh, comrades who have been captured and brought to the distortion chambers or something like that, right? And when you came in, they were all, like, distorted and wrong, and you had to fight your way out again. These look like the real deal. Uh, like, their lips have been almost, uh, you know, shriveled up to nothingness, so they have these permanent grins. Uh, their skins are all wrong uh, right they have this like soot gray greenish sheen to them they're muscular they they have like the hulk pants that are all ripped hulk right <laughs> um, uh they have various implements that look like twisted versions of uh weapons like somebody has uh why like the first one that comes uh you know straight ahead for you has uh like it's like having it's like he has um a bony sword integrated into his hand, right into his arm. So he comes slashing with that at you. And then before he comes flying at you, you you see that this is uh, an individual who's not like a normal
2: person. So you can totally react. Try to draw and shoot while continuing to move away from them.
1: Ah. (laughs) Awesome. I can't shoot with, with my big thing. So I'm just going to (laughs) run. You totally can shoot. You, But I have to are... stand still to actually hit anything.
0: That's a possibility. <laughs> so I'm going to run. All right. I think since this is a traditional game, I think this is a time when we roll initiative, right? You, you all remember what that was like back in the day? You, you roll a d10 and you add it to your coordination stat. So that's C-O-R. Oh, there it is. There we go. All right, cool. You have some good, good initiative there. Uh, so I'm going to roll...
1: Not great initiative, just good initiative.
0: Uh, you you both beat uh, all of the rest. You draw and shoot. Uh, oh, I, I guess I should ask Casey Morelli. You're running, right? That's what you're I, doing.
1: I am running, but I'm only running far enough ahead so I could turn back around and actually get out my gun. Okay,
0: that's cool, right?
1: Because uh, right. I want to be able to actually hit something.
0: Cool. So you get you get two actions. So you could you could run and then fire if you wanted to.
1: I would like to run, and then I'm going to, you know, while I'm running, shout to John, get out of the way, and uh, (laughs) turn around and open fire on them.
0: You have a couple of options. You can fire a a single shot, uh, which I don't recommend. Uh, you can fire a rapid volley, which is like the the action movie, point the gun in a general direction and just squeeze the trigger as fast as you can. Or you can do an auto-fire action, in which case, uh, which is what I recommend for you, because that's your skill. So you point the gun in the general direction and you squeeze the trigger and you hope for the best.
1: Yes. That's what I will be doing. Because it <laughs> looks like that's my skill anyway, so... You've
0: got to make, make an attack roll, and that's a d20. And you want to get equal to or lower than. At first, you want to roll under pistol. Um, Where's my pistol? It's five. It's five. Uh, Okay, thank you. But you get to make more attacks, and then they fall under automatic.
1: I want to roll under five. This is going to be freaking 25% fantastic.
0: chance. It's not that
1: yes. hard. <laughs> See? Oh,
0: hey. Okay. So the first attack succeeds. Congratulations. You get to make two more under uh, auto fire.
1: Which is what? Because I don't
0: have to cheat up. Well, look at you, totally in control, uh, all of them hit,
1: <laughs> right? You, you say that, you say that, and then my dice are going to change your mind, or change their <laughs> mind. Kind so, of.
0: now we're going to do hit locations. Fun, huh? So, roll 3d20, 3D and each individual result is going to be a result on the...
1: 3d20? Okay. Yes.
0: 17, 14, and 2. Interesting... So 17 is the chest, 14 is the stomach, and 2 is the left leg. And your damage is, I think it's a d6 or something, right? It's a d6 plus 1.
1: <laughs> oh god, that's terrible damage.
0: Right, so that's that's the damage you do in the chest, and then you, you do another hit in the stomach for another 1d6 plus 1. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, and another final one in the left leg, I think, 4. You you squeeze off 10 rounds in the in the direction of this initial... Uh, individual, uh, and you you hose down the general. The the entire tunnel is, is lit up by the the uh, you firing right.
1: And I now feel like a mobster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bullets that miss uh, go. Uh, sp- go wide and start tearing out pieces of of concrete and go ricocheting off the steel beams and not uh,
1: back at us. And one of the
0: bullets rips out the, the uh, abdomen of uh, this initial figure and he just goes down. (laughs) Next uh, we have John, right? So you, you pull out the pistol and the guy goes down in front of you and there are two more. You have two actions.
2: Take a shot at the, one, the closest one to me.
0: Okay. Would you like to make a single shot, or would you like to make uh, the action movie <laughs> point in general direction and squeeze off a bunch of shots?
2: What is the difference mechanically?
0: The difference is uh, you'll have your your standard uh, chance to hit with a single attack. Uh, for every attack you make, up to five, you get minus 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 two so if you were to shoot five uh make five shots it would be minus 10 on all of the attacks in which case you'd all only have a you only succeed some see once the safe the safe thing would be to just like go with the single attack
2: yeah though i think he's uh maybe a little panicky
0: sure so uh, we will we'll try two shots cool so minus four
2: on both attacks oh if it's minus four i thought it was minus two four that's a little too thats a little steeper uh Yeah, I do. Just do one. Okay. I don't do much damage if I hit. Nah, I don't hit. Ah! (laughs)
0: It goes wide, ricochets off a a steel piece somewhere, uh, and uh, echoes in the tunnel. Uh, You got one more action.
2: I think my other action is continuing my running to keep distance between them and me. Sounds sounds good.
0: I think uh, the remaining two, one of them is going to open up fire. And I think since you were the ever so slightly slower, John, uh, he's going to open up fire against you. uh, He succeeds. So there's there's like, you can't see exactly uh, what he's firing with. There's a loud report. The, The tunnel is lit up and you feel seven. What's that? Ah, okay. You feel pain in your left arm. It's a bloody six, so it shouldn't be too far, too bad. Okay, five. Ouch. If you look at the pregents, each of you have like a, you have some boxes for your head, arm, stomach, right? So fill in five of those. So uh, you're now down to one uh, hit point in your arm, which means if you need to do anything that includes your left arm, right, like climbing or whatever, you'll get a negative uh, modifier. That's all. But for now, it's just like it burns like hell it it hits uh rips a hole in your in your coat you know the coat <laughs> your good coat <laughs> blood sprays on the on the stone um and the other one is simply trying to catch up with you guys uh let's call that let's make a coordination roll see if he catches up he does not okay you're hit and then you you can feel somebody is right behind you uh with something like it's more like a uh uh, hair stand up on the back of your neck kind of feeling of somebody being behind you but something sharp that you don't want to run into and uh, new round so from the top, Ari
1: do I have to change clips or anything or do I still have some
0: uh, you've fired 10 out of 58 so you're good
1: okay so I'm going to fire again you want to do the same thing I want to get uh, John out of the way first
0: uh, he's not currently in the way you have a good angle
1: this thing can shoot grenades can I shoot a grenade over there
0: uh, you you yours cannot shoot grenades. Oh, okay. No, nope. there's a different pistol that can shoot grenades, but <laughs> that's not this pistol.
1: All right. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Cool. I'm gonna right. shoot at them.
0: I'm assuming you want to shoot at the one who's trying to chase down Weld. Yes. So the first one is on pistol, which means you have to hit. Uh, you have to roll five or less, and the subsequent two are uh, auto fire. Okay.
1: Nope.
0: First attack goes wide.
1: And second attack.
0: That hits. And the third one? Under 12? It's not. Okay, but one go. One, you hit with one. So, uh, roll a d20. Eight. Okay. Roll a d6 plus one. Wow, okay. You...
1: (laughs) Did I just remove his arm?
0: I think, I think you see, like, this figure coming with its its twisted features you know and it has this like machete hand you know swinging for John and then you fire awful full auto at it and you know the machete part of the arm over the uh, over the wrist just goes splat and, and <laughs> goes flying and, <laughs> cue the, uh, you know, cue
1: the uh, inevitable I helped you out <laughs>
0: <laughs> That was your first action right uh, you have another one
1: yeah I'm, st- I'm gonna fire again
0: same same person
1: same thing yeah. I want to take that thing down, so...
0: You, you guys can probably not hear a thing down here, because you are firing full auto in a, in a tube. <laughs> oh, that's a one moretti. That means that uh, it's... it's uh, if this creature were, uh, it were a more smart creature, it, it uh, would not be able to avoid getting hit. Yeah, that's basically it. Plus, you get to do double damage. So let's resolve that right now. Let's do uh, a d20 to see where you hit. Fifteen. That's the chest, and do damage. Not. Oh, my apologies. You actually do uh, fourteen damage because we we just double. would do, you no. You do seven. We max it. We don't double it. That's D and D. Okay. <laughs> my apologies. I'm mixing up my classic systems. So yeah, uh, you hit it square on the chest, probably in the heart. Just for fun, you can roll the other uh, two attacks see if they if they hit. Oh, 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 that's another one. <laughs>
1: Can I so turn that... and shoot at something else?
0: No, sorry. <laughs> uh, roll again to see what the third attack. If it's if it's a one again, I'm I'm gonna sh- I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Ten, okay. No. So you okay. hit all of them, but two, the two first are, are you know perfect hits. So you do seven damage. In uh, roll a d20. The, the chest again, <laughs> and and you do you get another hit. Roll a d20. Again in the chest. So, <laughs> you just do a. It's run, gone. Like, it's... it's completely like bullseye. Right? And it, you just completely open up. Like, I don't think there's anything. It's just this big crater, right? You just rip this necromutant's chest in two, uh, and it just goes falls to the, the ground. <laughs> you just evade the cascade of gore there, John. <laughs> Uh, And, uh, yeah, the final one is is, uh, left, and it's uh, poised to shoot, but uh, John goes
2: first. Let's see if I can manage to hit. You do? Yeah. Kablammo. I'm doing piddling little d4 damage. Three?
0: Three? Okay, if you hit the head, that could be really bad. Fourteen. I believe that is stomach. Okay. Yeah, I think you see it connect. And I think you see like some some blood spurting, but uh, the mutant doesn't appear to care. It maybe jerks a bit, but then it it, t- it attempts to uh, to get you in its in its uh, crosshairs again. One more action, if you want you you could jump for yeah, cover. Yeah, I was right? going to say, is there anything any cover around here? There are bits of debris here and there, but there's nothing. No perfect cover, right? It's not like a convenient table that you could flip or something but there are these like uh support beams and such on uh by the wall so you could like duck in behind one of them if you want
2: yeah that sounds like a good idea let's see if the final mutant
0: does anything useful oh that's beautiful (laughs) uh let me roll a d10 this could be hilarious yep (laughs) <laughs> you duck in behind uh, cover, right? And then the the mutant just sneers and reaches out with the the half integrated machine gun thing, and we hear like this like slurpy blockage sound, and the mutant goes, and then it goes boom, and the whole arm just goes splat, and uh, you know it rolls uh, rolls to the floor and like Ugh! spasms, and then it just bleeds out. Congratulations, you have. Survived.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're you're a medic, right? Can you do anything about this? Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> uh, I think you have. I you have a long have, coat which I can tear.
0: Yeah. Not only that, like you have uh, a pretty decent, you know, uh, social standing, right? So you have money for all the kinds of cool stuff that I haven't written down for you. Uh, so it would be totally in uh, your wheelhouse to have like an auto coagulant. Uh, injector.
1: Yeah, I probably do.
0: Yeah, uh, with a couple of hypos, so you you can easily put a hypo in there, put it in his arm, and go, pshht, and then uh, five hit points uh, are restored, so you're back to full.
1: Yeah. All right, it's just, your poor yeah. coat. Do I have to roll anything? No, no, no. There's no. I am gonna tie it up though, so in case it starts bleeding again. But uh, it's, my it's p- taken poor care coat is like uh, frayed <laughs> right now.
0: It's taken care of by the by the injector. So oh, you don't okay. have to worry about that.
1: Oh, but God, his poor coat! <laughs> his coat has yeah. no arm. I'm
0: expensing this as this part of the expenses. It wasn't we'll like get a, you a better massive. Coat. It wasn't a massive bullet. It's like you know when people are hit in in Sin City or something like. That. There's a rip in the fabric uh, and some blood.
2: It's still going on the expenses.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the the bodies of the necromutants are um, cooling
2: at your feet. What do you guys do?
1: Well, that wasn't unexpected.
2: Uh, yeah. Looking around, we haven't drawn any more attention.
0: Uh, you can't hear anything, and maybe it's a little partly because...
1: We're deaf now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, so you're down 30 rounds, by the way, Mr. Mister Moretti.
1: Can I go ahead and switch?
0: Uh, sure, you
1: can. So I have a full clip? Yeah. Okay. Reload
2: the two shots I took. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know you you come you know to your senses and the ringing in your ear stops a bit reduces a bit and you see this like red blinking thing in one of the necromutants um fists
2: oh
0: shit. <laughs> it's not something that you would go like uh oh bomb uh it doesn't behave like that
2: like okay oh, okay communications thing
0: could be it could be that
2: right yeah we'll go take it out of his hand so what you see
0: is this kind of weird, slimy, half-flesh, half-metal display. Like we would, we would call it like a, a smartphone or something, right? And there's on the, um, on the screen, there's uh, like a uh, – it's almost like a – what do you call it? Like a locator signal, right? And there's a, a rough outline for like um, uh, a sewer mapping system. It would appear that you maybe st- they stumble upon you going somewhere.
1: Well, that's where we'll be going, then.
2: Take that, and uh, it seemed to be the direction we were going as well.
0: Uh, why don't you
2: roll int, both of you? Yeah?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, you both recognize that whatever is blipping, uh, that is the uh, old uh, Sherman spaceport uh, that has been defunct for, like, 50 years.
1: What in the... John, what have you gotten us into? It's totally John's fault. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a, a pain gig. <laughs>
0: and yes, it's it's in the direction. I mean, you have to e- exit this tunnel in order to get to the, the other like interconnecting uh, ways. So in that sense, yes, it's in that direction. I
2: guess we know which way to go. Let's go. Yep.
0: Cool. So after trawling and trudging and, and crawling through uh, the underground for about, 25 minutes you come to a uh, kind of exit grate uh, that opens up on uh, the outskirts of this uh, you know spaceport and the spaceports in this uh, setting are essentially they're a combination of landing strip and rocket catapult that's how how people send spacecraft into into orbit uh, and then they, the spacecraft they have, they have, they require, like, a, a kilometer of, of uh, landing space, kind of like a, a normal air, aircraft, right? Like a space shuttle. Uh, this is on the outskirts of the, like, landing strip, and you can see the, the spaceport in the distance. Uh, and all around this place, uh, the, the grate itself is, has been uh, removed. Uh, you see some crates. Uh, you see some more bottles. You see, uh, like, spray tags, spray paint tags. Most are nonsense, but you also see a symbol. You recognize uh, you recognize this, John, from the set of the episode where you went into the, the citadel to bring your comrades back from the distortion chambers. There's a symbol that looks kind of like a, almost like an inverted uh, brotherhood symbol. That's clearly like, okay, this is Dark Legion crap. Some more confirmation. You can see in the distance that there are lights on in one of the
2: hangars. Ooh, well. I guess... Let's uh, try to make our way over towards there as uh, stealthily as we can, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, it's not a it's not a big challenge to like get there uh, un, undetected. Uh, it's nighttime and all that. Very very few uh, places here are lit up. So you make it all the way there. The closer you get, you see that there's some activity going on. You see more of these necromutants. Hauling uh, crates, uh, long crates, not just like little square crates, but kind of like what you would imagine is is crates for maybe big ass rifles or or maybe rocket launchers or something, or or worse, right? They're hauling crates uh, into the hangar from uh, a truck. Uh, you see a couple of these punks hanging around, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I think that's it from this
2: distance.
1: Hmm, I guess. Maybe go over there surreptitiously?
2: I'm not so sure about that. There's plenty of them, and I've already been shot once. (laughs) Is there a a reward for, like, turning in Dark Legion activity?
0: It would certainly be looked upon very favorably by any Brotherhood authority. Yeah.
1: Oh, so maybe... One of us should stay here, and somebody else should go get an Inquisitor. I think I should stay here, and you should go get the Inquisitor. Um, what
2: are you going to accomplish
1: staying here? Keeping an eye on the place.
2: Okay, good luck with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Explain that they're probably going to need an army.
2: From where I am, is like any idea where it would be the nearest place I could get to? A phone, or...?
0: Yeah, it's mixed factory and, and residential... Uh, areas in, in the immediate vicinity, uh, you could probably get to one in, in inside of 10 minutes. Okay.
1: I think I can avoid staying out of trouble for 10 minutes at least.
2: I uh, hope so. Keep your head down.
1: Right. I'm staying right here. So I'm going to go off, hoping I can find a phone.
0: <laughs> All right. And you're watching in the meantime, then?
1: Yeah, I'm also looking for Teddy.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, at this distance, it will be difficult to spot individual people. I mean, I it, it, the spot. Like, John like I'm like not the,
1: moving, I'm not moving. Right, okay, all right. I don't particularly feel like getting shot today.
0: So, um, John, you, you uh, uh, head off in search of a phone. Um, you climb through the, the broken fence, uh, range out into the industrial area. Five, ten minutes later, you, you hit like a corner store
2: with a phone uh, that you can, you can use. Yeah, no, whatever the, the protocol for an equivalent of calling in the cops. That... <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: pondering I'm pondering this. Like, um, what would you do? Like, I think maybe calling both would be, like, uh, the thing to do. Like, you, you would probably call the police. They probably have a spe- specific line for, like, do you believe you have mutants in your
2: neighborhood <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. I expect that this area would have, like, Large signs that have probably been sprayed and tagged, you know, with like the the Brotherhood. You know, watch out for mutants. <laughs> yes. You know what?
0: I think every payphone probably has like uh, you know emergency emergency uh, legion numbers or something like that. Have you seen heresy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is your neighbor a heretic? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
0: you you call the number and. I think I think instead of like being this like hotline that you you expect, it's like it's this very peaceful individual answers like uh, like evening, brother, what have you seen? <laughs> right. Give give me your your confession or something like that, right?
2: <laughs> there's mutants and signs of the the Dark Legion. They're they're like loading, I think, weapons at the Sherman Spaceport. Uh, I think there's
0: a there's a pause on the line. Uh, then the voice in the same like calm uh manner says uh, thank you for your uh what would they say tip they would say um we appreciate your confession, brother, please stay on the phone <laughs> <laughs> We will send authorities to the to the you know blah blah blah
2: well my partner 's keeping an eye on him right now want to make sure he doesn 't get hit in the crossfire."
0: If your partner is a virtuous man, he will not be harmed.
2: Well, as long as you're sure.
1: <laughs> Jeez, John, thanks for looking out for my welfare.
2: <laughs> we have to have faith.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's kind of the line you get, like, have faith, brother. <laughs> the brotherhood will uh, see you through this dark period or something like that, right? And then I think I think it switches to, like you know, Gregorian chant music or something uh, on the phone line, as if you're in waiting in, in queue or something.
1: Elevator music.
0: It's not elevator music. <laughs> it's, it's the, like, uh, it's the Brotherhood version of, of, like,
2: you are on hold. <laughs> the Gregorian chant version of the girl from Imponema.
0: Sure, yes. You can see, like, I mean, this is fairly loud, so it's, like, spilling out into the corner store, you can see the clerk, like, looking at
2: you very nervously. <laughs> I just give him a nod, like, hey, how you
1: doing? You should give him a thumbs up. That would be even creepier. <laughs> uh,
0: soon after, you hear, like, this V10 or something, like, pull up. Through the, like, um, uh, cor- the store window, you see this, like, Brotherhood Mobile. <laughs> it's like i don't know how to describe it it's some somewhere between like a classic oldsmobile 40s car uh but there's a pretty large uh hood ornament of like an angelic figure with a, you know a book in one hand and a machine gun in the other <laughs> and out of the car you know steps out the two inquisitors you met earlier oh okay. <laughs> god brother
2: salvatore
0: i'm so glad to see you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So Salvatore steps in and goes, "Good morning, brother. I'm I'm happy to see that you followed our advice. I want you to know that uh, we have dispatched our mortificators to the location, and if you would come with us, we shall make sure that your partner is taken care of." All right. <laughs> So uh, they bundle you into the car, right? Inquisitor uh, Duval is driving, and you end up in the in the roomy back seat, uh, together with Salvatore. Uh, and he, on the way, like it takes five minutes, less than five minutes uh, to drive there. Uh, but he, he quizzes you real quick on, like, oh, okay, so how how did you come about this? You know, uh, what what signs of the taint? Have you found?
1: Uh, well, you see, we killed, like, seven of the guys. Well, no, like, three of the things, and then we followed the signal, and... They ruined my coat! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Here, here's the your sign. <laughs> you're, I don't know, you're you're kind of crouched out there in in the open field, essentially.
1: Behind something, but yes. Yeah.
0: There may be some leftover, uh, you know, crates, or... or uh, like a broken down cargo cargo truck and by cargo truck i mean like these little like ridiculous airport mobiles that ferry luggage right yep something like that
1: luggage carts yep
0: sure you're sitting there it hasn't been like it's only been a few minutes right and then you see three more hangars light up
1: oh boy
0: and you see uh the the hangar doors for the one you've been watching open up and uh this V-toll gunship is being wheeled out slowly like moving out onto the tarmac and it's this big imperial produced Thing that can c- uh, carry a bunch of uh, ordnance, uh, you know, draw bombs, uh, gas bombs. It has like these miniguns on it. Bad
1: God stuff. Dang it. I gotta stop this thing from taking off, don't I? I'm gonna stop this thing from taking off because screw the church, but hey, guess what? Innocent people are gonna die if that thing takes off. <laughs> <laughs> what can I see from where I am? Like, where's a good place for me to run to? Cover bombs. Um,
0: you could probably make a zigzag uh, from from shadow to shadow uh, and get uh, next to the hangar pretty quickly within a minute. The fastest way, of course, would be just to run at it, but you never know—you may be gunned down. If there's a positive thing here, is that you, uh, you don't see any necromutants or or like assholes anymore. They appear to have entered the, the vessel, the Vito craft. Can track. I
1: shoot out? Can they shoot out the tires? Sure. If I get close to the hangar, can I shoot I mean, the of the plane? I mean, it probably won't
0: stop it from taking off, but oh, well, okay. so it will make it very annoying plane? to land.
1: How do you stop a plane from taking off? Well,
2: what do they have in those crates?
1: That's a good, good question. What do they have in those crates?
0: Oh, you don't know, but you could sneak in and see,
1: I guess. I assume it's going to be very slow taking off because it's a huge plane
0: yeah yeah so this is like gonna... the beginning this is the beginning they're getting it out and you get the feeling that there there are more of these in the other hangars.
1: all right i'm gonna sneak on over and do the zigzag thing and see if i can see what's in those crates
0: all right how about you give me a stealth roll
1: oh good god we already and, know i'm terrible and this. uh
0: take take a plus five because i don't think anyone is expecting you
1: are you sure about that? And there's noise.
0: <laughs> there's noise, right, from the VTOL, and and nobody's really, you know, nobody's standing watch.
1: you See, so under ten. Yes. Okay. Ten or less. Yes. You okay. do it.
0: Yes. You sneak into. You you get past. You know the craft. You sneak into the hangar. Uh, it's lit up. Uh, clearly, this is where they've kept the VTOL craft and, and made repairs uh, on it. There are all kinds of like repair equipment, and, and uh, bits have been been uh, uh, replaced. Uh, so they're they're like junk. There's junk from worn out parts. Uh, you see the crates under a under uh one of those stupid, not stupid, but there's a I forget what it's called, but it's like a, a a covering that's been cut into pieces so it looks like leaves or something, right? Camouflage. There you go. Right in front of you. You can totally check it out.
1: All right? What's in it? At? Uh,
0: okay. So, uh, most of the crates have been emptied, but there's one cheap, mass produced Mishima rocket launcher in there.
1: Ooh, that'd be good.
0: There are two loose rockets. They're not Loaded into the into the uh, shoulder-mounted uh, you know rocket launcher thing. How uh, long
1: would that take for me to do?
0: Not too long. Uh, you could probably figure it out. You're you're a smart person. You could probably figure it out pretty fast. Yeah. Ma- make an intro just to see how if you can do it quickly or not.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm, I meet it so.
0: Yeah, you you have no particular problem. You just, you know, you look at the systems, you understand the systems, you, uh, you know, you, oh, this goes there, this goes there. Uh, so you you assemble it.
1: I know this is going to get all sorts of attention, but I would like to shoot the wings off that plane, or at least one of them.
0: <laughs> right, so this is like a VTOL craft, and it has, uh, it has kind of small wings. It's more like a chunky, I don't know what to call it, like a... It's a. It's almost like a, it's almost like a helicopter shape, but significantly larger. And then it has these small wings with these big, VTOL tall uh, engines. Uh, you know you totally what? Like Shooting out the, the
1: engine would yeah, be a yeah, better yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to blow the engine. At least one of them.
0: This is so cool. We're going to start using rules that I've never used, which is attacking craft <laughs> vehicles. <laughs> Oddly enough, <laughs> really? it never occurred 20 years ago. I'm going to give you plus 10 on your roll here because it's standing still.
1: And I have time to aim because it's not moving very fast. Sure. So, under 16? Yes. God dang it. <laughs> this is going to be lovely. You're going to come <laughs> and find your partner splattered on the wall. So
0: you fire off this like cheap Mishima-made, mass-produced rocket launcher... And, of course, like, you could swear that you were, like, completely bullseye according to the aiming (laughs) – the rules of aiming. But the rocket just goes – misses by that much. (laughs) It goes swooping past the craft out onto the airfield.
1: (laughs) Well, that drew attention, not entirely in the way I intended, but yeah, yeah it just
0: fly, it goes straight past, flies across the airfield and, and probably explodes in a, one of the buildings across. You have one more rocket.
1: I'm going to try again. Go for it. Under 16. <laughs> there we go. There
0: we go. Okay. <laughs> so just as like the 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 back of this thing opens up, right? The the sort of like um disembarking ramp opens up in the back, and you can see uh, a bunch of... Uh, you can see, like, the tops of the heads of a bunch of mutants. You fire off the second rocket, and it hits hits the engine. Okay. I think we're gonna skip uh, the vehicle damage table, because we've already established in the fiction that Lonely you're up. firing at, a, at an engine. So, so, just do your damage. Uh, what's that? D10? D, D6 plus a bunch, I think, on the vehicle scale. Oh no! Okay, it's a cheap Mishima rocket launcher. It's just a D10. <laughs> oh,
1: one D10? Okay.
0: Six. Six. Okay. So you yep. damage the engine. It's not out of commission, but it's on fire and it starts spluttering and and all that jazz. You see the disembarking ramp uh, opening up and people, people, uh, the, the mutants in there are, are I like they they stagger with the hit, but it's it's on the way of, to open. What do you do?
1: They're all mutants, right? Yep. There's one more missile in there, isn't there?
0: Nope. You've used both.
1: God damn it. Um, how many are we talking?
0: Ah, uh, you see at least four.
1: I could take four. At least I think I can take four. Uh, That's the spirit. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to shoot them.
0: All right. So you you we, we see you down. We see you hunker down, maybe behind one of the crates, and you you level your your uh,
2: machine pistol in their direction. All right, John. Cut to. Uh, to me, sitting in the, the back of their holy limo looking for uh, the bar. Looking for the bar? Yeah. So it's, like, it's like being in the back of a limousine, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Okay, okay,
0: okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a wet bar. There is, unfortunately, no mini bar. Oh. <laughs> That's not the kind of car this is. <laughs> One can hope. Right. You're you're desperately looking for the minibar and, and, and disappointed when you draw uh you know, draw up uh right next to like the fencing where you where you uh, ducked out. Uh and um uh, Duval, uh, cuts the engine and Salvatore says, All right, now show us um, show us to the field. Hopefully your friend has not become embroiled in any trouble. I told him to keep his head down. <laughs> that's where you see like a rocket yeah. <laughs> come flying out of one of
2: the hackers. Oh, that's not good.
0: And then the second rocket, of course, hits the, the vehicle in front of the, you know, and it starts sputtering. We better hurry. <laughs> Very well. Keep behind us. With luck, our mortificators will have already entered the premises. And, you know, they duck through the, the fencing and, and, you know, bring you with them. And you hustle toward the um, <laughs> toward the hangar. So let's see how you do. I'll, I'm, I'm going to give you a first, like, free round here since you're essentially ambushing these guys. Moretti. So you get two actions, and do they have kind of half cover? Uh, So I'm going to give you a negative three. You have two actions. You could make uh, an aiming action if you wanted to. I would
1: love to make an aiming action. I want to actually hit these guys.
0: All right. So that's, that's a plus three.
1: Okay. So that would mean that I have to beat...
0: If you do the same like auto fire thing, then the, first it's a five, and that's two subsequent attacks is going to be are going to be uh, twelve. However, there is uh, there is this hose down an area kind of attack if you wanted to make that, in which case you could conceivably hit all
1: of them. That's what I would like to do.
0: Awesome! Uh, it would be your light automatics skill. You would take a minus three, uh, but you can hit all of them.
1: Okay, I would like to do that. So ba nine. Yes. I think the Fed did that math right.
0: That is absolutely correct.
1: Okay. Eat a nine with a one D twenty. Let's do that.
0: Look at that. Awesome. So you hit all of them. Roll your one D six plus one uh four times. One. Ow.
1: <laughs> Two.
0: Ow. <laughs> Three. Cheater, you have a bot. Four. Right? No. <laughs> I think we don't need to go into like uh hit location here because uh a you do so much damage and b uh well, half, for the of, them, half of them are obscured by the uh, the the disembarking ramp still okay. so this is like heads and chests and you just blow three of them away like
1: <laughs> 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 okay
0: and the remaining one I think you you'd like shear away part of his jaw or something and then he ducks down behind like. Ah! And, of course, there are tons of ricochets inside of this poor <laughs> VTOL craft.
1: They're, they're dead.
0: Three of them are dead.
1: Three of them dead, are dead. 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 The fourth one is not. fourth
0: one is still there. Jawless, uh, but there. <laughs> right. The disembarking ramp, like, uh, halts in the middle, and he falls down. Uh, he, he rolls out and over the, the edge. So he's down on the ground, and he's holding, like, this weird-looking machine gun. I think now what we're gonna do uh, initiative. So, roll your D10. H-10.
1: enemies
0: are at sixteen. Wow!
1: Apparently, I go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're we're gonna cut real quick to John and the Inquisitors drawing up to the side of the the hangar, and you hear like a bunch of weapons fire, uh, and moaning and screaming, and uh, I think Duval utters something like "By the light," and, and you know cocks her Big pistol. Uh, Salvatore goes, stay behind us and ducks in around the corner. Why don't you do uh, uh, initiative roll as well, John? Oh, ouch. (laughs) Maybe that's appropriate. You go first, guys. (laughs) So they will. Yeah, what what do you do, Casey? There's one on the floor who's about to get up. I'm Uh, shooting that one. All right, cool. That's one action.
1: I'm going to shoot it. (laughs) Um, and then I'm gonna get behind the Inquisitors.
0: Right, you—you you, you are probably too embroiled in this, <laughs> like firefight, to notice that they're coming around the corner.
1: Oh yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I'm in such a place where I'm not gonna hit them, so I don't think I even see them. Yeah, because like, they're, either, they're, off to they're the coming side. in behind me. Okay, so is it the usual 15?
0: crazy full auto attack, or
1: what would you recommend?
0: Uh, it is the best chance for you, I would say. If you want to All get right. rid of this yeah. individual.
1: Full auto, yep. So I get a B to 5. Nope.
0: Okay, that was the first, but you get two more under 12. That's a hit. And that's a hit. So roll 2 damage dice. 4 and 3. And roll Ooh. roll 2d20 two two d just to see if anyone hit, hits the head. Uh, in which case, this guy's history. No heads, but... <laughs> you peg him in both arms. <laughs> <laughs> So he's not dead. He's just shot to shot to poop, and he's like
1: Aah!
0: on the floor there, and She's just blood over. <laughs> and you're ripping up the the concrete floor with your all the missing, all the all the sh- shots that go wide. Right next, we had a sixteen, uh, and I think somebody leans out of the side of the cockpit and takes a shot at you. Oh, hold on! Actually, you have two actions, so. You can either shoot again, or you could take cover.
1: I'm going to shoot again. All right, cool. I want this thing dead.
0: That's a miss, but you have two more with your full auto. Oh, that's a hit. And a miss. So one hit. Damage and one 1d20. My
1: bloody arms!
0: (laughs) You keep keep just spraying down the area. You keep hitting different body parts, right? (laughs) So, you know, you've shot him already in the face, His left arm, his right arm, uh, and now you're like hitting him in the chest. He's (laughs) like, right? I think he's trying to get up, but you're just hosing him down so he can't move. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now this asshole leans out, leans out from um, the side of the cockpit and takes a shot at you. You're technically in half cover, right? So, okay, that's a miss. And then they they stick, they lean back in taking cover uh and then we have uh the inquisitors so, so i think suddenly like you 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 get the feeling like oh uh, wait i'm not alone am i uh and then you have these two inquisitors show up on either side of you standing up like idiots with these massive uh brotherhood produced uh machine pistols these punisher pistols
1: down
0: right Get and, you know out. the smaller one the woman Duval again she's like for the light and just hoses down the the cockpit with her pistol I'm just gonna roll to see if the other guy yeah okay he hits just a Most uh, eight <laughs> eight is is yeah left arm okay so he blows off the left arm completely from this for this mutant that you've been hosing down and I think by that time Joe you know, the mutant just collapses just uh, and the final, our final contestant, uh, John, you're right behind the Inquisitors. I'm
2: happy behind them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want, you could just take cover and make sure that you're not getting hit.
2: And what's left to shoot at other than that?
0: Uh, there appears to be still, there appears still to be people left inside of the craft, but nobody's like sticking their
2: head out. I think, uh, at least for uh, appearance' sake, take a shot at the craft and then duck behind cover. <laughs> Helping, <laughs> fighting evil. <laughs>
0: These two, two people, like for the light, you will be purged. <laughs> right? You have to put up appearances. Yeah, I, I get it.
2: Yeah, purge those mutants. Bang!
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: When they say, like, for the light, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure Casey's under his breath. is Put up your ear and get undercover, <laughs> like, under his
0: breath. Next round, you're up, uh, Casey. Uh, do you want to hang back or, or
1: no, I'm going No, I'm going to help. Is the uh, loading bay thing open now? Is that how the people can? down? It's half
0: open. It's half open. You can, you can easily run up and, and uh, climb up on top yeah, of it. Yeah, that's what I'm no going
1: to do. I'm going to climb up and try to push it down.
0: It's on hydraulics and it's oh. yeah, so that's not gonna happen. So it's not an old timey plane. <laughs>
1: it, I do want to get in the cockpit and yeah. pull that guy out. No
0: problem. Like you can you can you can uh, jump up on the loading ramp and and go in into the you know fuselage. No problem.
1: All right, yeah. So I can go and pull that guy out of the cockpit.
0: Sure, you you can reach the cockpit, but remember, so whoever is in there is armed and very happy right. to shoot you. So. You could duck in and take cover and, and wait for your opportunity if you want to.
1: I could do that. Okay, I'll do that.
0: You, you duck in and crawl up uh, beside the the bodies that you have to down.
1: Laid to rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how you prefer to think of it. I think impressed by your initiative, the Inquisitors follow suit. With Duval covering uh, Salvatore, uh, you know, shooting at the cockpit.
1: I'd like to get up behind the person in the cockpit and shoot him in the head. So that would be my ultimate goal.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Are you hanging back, John, or what are you doing?
2: I'm looking around to see what else is going on. If there more of the bad guys come in or more the mortificators or roll of perception. That's that's your, you have 10 in it, I believe. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, behind all this immediate gunfire and stuff, uh, you can hear the report of other firearms elsewhere in the other hangars, presumably. you don't you don't immediately notice anything in your in your immediate vicinity. Uh, you see that uh, somebody's still moving around in the cockpit even though you're watching it from kind of an odd behind the plane angle behind the craft angle but um, there's movement in there.
1: Okay, we should probably tell these Inquisitors guys that the guy that we're looking for is probably here somewhere. So, you know, don't kill him.
2: I'll let you have that conversation.
0: <laughs> I
1: guess I could do that while I'm hunched in here.
0: <laughs> sure, you could. Yeah, fine, you can scream that to it. We're looking for a guy, don't shoot him or something. Whether or not they heed you, different story.
1: Yeah, I had a very interesting thought. What would happen if you unloaded the entirety of my coagulant pistol into somebody's head wouldn't be very fun for them good that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) because it's quiet and it's close range
0: i don't think quiet is really a a thing i I don't think you're gonna surprise anyone though after all this two actions you're in the fuselage you can easily get to the cockpit from here in one action and then do something
1: that's what i want to do get to the cockpit
0: uh, why don't you test
1: perception for me? Six. Oh, God. Okay.
0: Nope. All right. So
1: I notice nothing.
0: Have <laughs> <laughs> you dash into the cockpit...
1: Well, I was going to crawl action. up behind it, but...
0: Oh, sure. Okay, you crawl up behind it. You you, you know you keep your eyes pe- eyes peeled and your, your ears keen. Uh, you don't hear anything or see anything. Uh, beside, of course, that the glass for the cockpit has been completely shattered. The, the instrument panel is sparking a bit. The seat is uh, has been ripped into by bullets. Is there anyone in here, though? You don't see anyone from this angle. Do you duck in? Shoot.
1: Yeah, I'll duck in.
0: Okay, so you duck in. You don't see anyone, at least not at first. I'm going to give you an avoid action for the purposes of this uh, this ambush. Uh, So roll that. What's a void? It is six for you, I believe.
1: Oh, great. Okay.
0: Nope. Nope. Okay, your sixth sense does not kick in. You have not been bitten by any radioactive spiders lately, so that's probably why. You hear the report of a small pistol. You take one d four. You can roll that. Why not?
1: I'll roll my own damage. What a kind DM. <laughs>
0: cool. You take one. You take two. Two points of damage in your in your stomach in your gut. Uh, somebody fires on you. It's not too bad. It's not right in the middle of the, all the important uh, tubage. It. Smarts, uh, and uh, you stagger, and then the inquisitors are—they're uh, calling into you, like, "What's happening?"
1: So I just kind of try and uh, say ambush. <laughs> awesome. And then I'm gonna swing around and try to backhand the person that just right. shot me.
0: <laughs> You're out of actions, though, so I know. Um, <laughs> off to the um, inquisitors—they uh, drop behind you. They don't step in.
1: They heard uh, ambush, yes?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Probably belted out between gritted teeth or something. Yes, Finally, 17. we have John. <laughs> John, you can you can still hear the fire firefighting going on in the other hangars. You get this sickly feeling suddenly in the pit of your stomach. Like, like suddenly it feels like you've swallowed a bunch of maggots and worms and, and rotten things. And it becomes just momentarily difficult to keep your lunch down or your dinner down, right? Why don't you roll me an MST, mental strength? No. All right. That means that you start vomiting. (laughs) You lose your actions and you just start vomiting this awful blackish fluid. It's like you're wondering, what the hell? I didn't eat this. That's going to be you for for this this moment. Same thing. Same starting thing for you, Casey.
1: Roll an MST. I have 11, so. Nope. All right. Except for I'm already on my knees, so...
0: Same feeling, right? And you're on your knees, and then you just start vomiting as well.
1: I'm gonna try in between heaves to tell the uh, equitacers to stay back.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You see Duval kind of double over, and then struggle desperately with her face mask, uh, and she just barely gets it open before vomiting just as well, just as you, uh, all over the inside of the... Uh, Salvatore appears to be completely unaffected. In fact, he seems to be a little lost in some sort of reverie. You lose your actions. Um, but I think, uh, that's fine. Whoever shot you is bundling themselves out through the, the side window, the side window of the cockpit and just falling down. You can hear a thump as they hit the ground. Yeah. I think, uh, John, you're sort of wiping your mouth maybe and, and you see this shape, this human shape just s- splat. Uh, fall from the, the cockpit window onto the, the tarmac and then attempt, attempt to start uh, dragging themselves away. What do you do? Am I uh,
2: over my heaving?
0: Oh, yeah. You you vomited. Uh, you've lost your actions already. So um, new, um, not a new round. I think the comet is over. But, you, I mean, you feel nauseous and awful, but uh, you, it's had its effect, whatever it was.
2: I yell at the person, stop, or I'll shoot
0: uh of course i think you know the the figure turns around and you can see you can see ted right it's ted it's totally ted and he has this awful like um plague boil kind of growth on the side of his neck and like these this, these black veiny uh these black veins on his face and he looks really sick his eyes are, are bloodshot um, he has this weird pistol in his hand that appears to be a, of a similar cast as the the kind of locator thing you found, kind of half flesh, half metal. And then you know he looks panicked and uh, attempts to keep. Yeah, he sees you and, and gets a kind of a panicked look, and then he, he turns around and tries to get to his feet and and, and get away. Oh shoot. Make your roll, man. You can totally aim for free here. This is this is kind of outside of combat, so um, 14 or less. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and this is important. Roll a d20 first. Okay, you don't peg him in the skull. <laughs> uh, you, you hit him in the leg.
2: Ah, good. That's what I wanted to hit him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can just roll your plain damage just to see. For fun, okay, it's not too bad. <laughs> you ruin his jeans. He, I think he stops. You hit him, and he stops. Uh, and he rolls over, and he he grabs his leg. Halter, <laughs> I'll throw, shoot the other one.
2: Because <laughs> I totally meant to do that.
0: Cool. You can see him holding his leg, and then he looks at you, and then it's like he's trying to reach out at you with his mind or some shit. So we're gonna do a resistance uh, roll. Uh, we're gonna test your mental strength versus his. On the resistance table. So your, what's your MST again? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So you're okay. So you're you're at the same, uh, which means you need to roll a ten or less to resist whatever he's doing to you. No. Oh. All right. Again. You feel this overwhelming sickly sense of, of having swallowed the worst kind of things and bile and, and stuff and, and you just whoa start vomiting again and you black out for a moment, you fall over and uh, when you come to, you see the shape uh, of, of Ted like uh, way way off in the distance and uh, and uh, you see like Inquisitor Salvatore coming out of the actually you don't see you don't see uh, you don't see Ted he's gone. That's what happens, right? He's gone, and you see um, Salvatore stepping out of the the craft, uh, along with you know Duval, who's taken off her helmets, like wiping her her face clean of the the you know the black bile or whatever it is. And Salvatore's like, "This is confirmation positive of of um, the corrupting influence of the darkness. This whole area must be purged." Yeah, can we leave first? <laughs> you will have to be examined and made. Uh, Ah, what would he say? Examined and uh, cleared first, and maybe that's that's like uh, we'll wrap that scene to like a, a a scene where the two of you are like you're at this local brotherhood facility somewhere between like a hospital and a church. There are like it's stone walls. There are uh, like frescoes on the walls of like a, a worthy battle between the light and the dark. Um, and, uh, you know, pictures of, of old cardinals and holy people, and you have nurses uh, checking you out. Salvatore is, is um, right there, and, and um, I think you're in you're in kind of hospital gowns, right? And, you know, he's, Salvatore nods to the nurse, and she leaves and he says, well, it would seem that you have been cleared. You are free from taint.
2: Of course. We're the ones who led you to this whole uh, nest of mutants.
0: The darkness is ruinous. You never know. I am sorry that you could not find your quarry. Light willing, he will be apprehended and um, purged of his darkness.
2: Good luck with that. I gotta go tell his mom that he's a mutant.
1: <laughs> I just elbow him in the side. You know, tact wouldn't be. Um, you know what? I'll just go get you some tact for Christmas.
0: Any particular scene you have
2: in mind for, like,
0: wrapping this up?
2: I right, Go to that. Brother Salvatore grabbing my my coat. Could the Brotherhood replace my coat as I stick my finger through the hole for my (laughs) efforts at fighting the darkness?
1: (laughs) Casey just levels his eyes at uh, Duval, which I assume is there as well. I hope this little fiasco makes my intentions for the light completely clear.
2: (laughs) Cool.
0: So I think Salvatore in replying to john is like the brotherhood are not tailors, but i will ensure that you are handsomely rewarded for your actions this evening
2: thank you i know the brotherhood is always uh looking to to help those working for the light <laughs> he,
0: he nods like that's the obvious thing the most <laughs> obvious thing in the world right walk in the light brother and then he leaves to do his whatever business he's on purging more heretics and mutants maybe and i think Duval uh i think she's still in her like brotherhood you get up and she's uh she's uh back inside of her like breathing mask she says it is for her to judge though hmm uh <laughs> <laughs> i think she just puts a hand on your shoulder and says remember confession brother
1: yeah i'll try
0: walk in the light
1: <laughs> yeah, you too or whatever
0: <laughs> maybe there's a like cock of the head in inside the mask right and then she leaves um, you
1: know what I do want to say I do want to say one thing to her before she mm-hmm. goes it's like you really should leave your mask off more you're too pretty by half to be part of this outfit
0: <laughs> I don't think you get a reply right she just <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I'm sure she's blushing under the mask though
2: we shall never know <laughs> that's Luna City Moretti that's Luna City
0: <laughs> Thank you for trying this old chestnut. chestnut That's, a thing. That's an expression, right? An old chestnut? Not in
1: America. Well I've
2: <laughs> never heard of it. I never heard it. It's an old expression. It's an old chestnut of an expression. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn you, Turk. <Derek. laughs>
0: that was yeah, fun I'm, though. I am not missing initiative and uh specific actions. I got to say but
2: other than that I thought it flowed pretty decently. Yeah, the complexities of the, the combat where you got to roll roll for hit location and, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd rather just shoot someone in the leg and have it go in their leg.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh like uh, there there are amusing bits to the system, but I think if if we had one or two more players here, we wouldn't have gotten half as far into the story cuz you know, everybody's doing things, and mm-hmm. it, it's just an exponential uh, increase of every minute role you do. It, it can be fun if, if there are a few of you, because it's fun to, like, oh, I completely host down an area. Yeah, you hit them in both legs, both arms, and they're not dead. Um, <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoy the setting. It's completely over-the-top ridiculous and silly.
2: Very weird. Retro future dystopia: Yes
0: <laughs> reading the four-part comic book and judging by the kind of story they tell and and kind of what we did here, I think you could probably run it pretty well with something like Fate Accelerated, no problem. Um, hmm. it, w- it would even be it would be more expedient, uh, you'd have like uh, you could you could in- introduce uh, you know aspects for your background and such. Uh, and your corporation, if that matters, and it's fun because reading the comic, it's like they do things like compel aspect and um, <laughs> fall into concessions and uh, you know stuff like that. It's fun.
1: Maybe you should work on porting that. I don't. I don't think
0: the, the any porting is necessary. Honestly, you you just use Fate Accelerated as it is. But it was fun to go back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I remember why it took us five fucking hours to do, like, a big combat <laughs> when we were seven or eight people. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh, just for fun, let's go Let's go check uh, your hero point uh, acquisition because that's a thing. Now that you've completed an adventure, so to speak, you get these cool points that you get to spend. Uh, not that you'll spend them. A character against all odds succeeds spectacularly with a die roll that really, really saves the day. Well, I think... That's a hero point for, um, right. for uh, yeah, <laughs> but several perfect results. In a-
1: <laughs> I still don't know how I did that.
0: Yeah, complete chance. <laughs> That's how you did that. <laughs> Which is why I'm like, I'm reading this and I'm going, hmm, but this would give hero points to people who just have complete luck with the dice. Uh,
2: okay. <laughs> That's going way back to... <laughs> yes. Like an old school D D where you got more experience points if your character was just mechanically better had better stats. <laughs> Get more XP.
0: But then at least you have some maybe uh well okay, fair enough. If if you have higher stats, maybe maybe that's a thing, but um this is just purely like, oh I rolled I rolled a one several times. <laughs> See, if a if a character single handedly performs an act of extreme heroism, for example, slays a okay, demon overlord. Or something saves an entire armored assault division. I don't think anything like that happened. Substantially takes part in the completion of an adventure. Cool. So you you guys would get between two and four hero points just for completing this little mini adventure. And those would then translate into like putting more X's into your skills. For instance, uh, I think you could also save the points for some something, but I don't remember how that worked. We didn't really use that much way back when. Cool. At least nobody fumbled. Except me. <laughs> so, so when you fumble and you're shooting something, you have to make a, like a mishap fire roll, and that's what I did. And I was like, okay, he has an integrated arm machine gun. Yeah, that's not going to go so good. <laughs> <laughs> there's also an element that's vaguely fun from these older systems. That there's, a, there's just a random chance that you will just completely everything will go completely against you, and for the enemies, right? Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you for trying it out. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go, because I'm sure my soda has unfrozen, maybe, by now.
1: Oh, good luck with that.
0: <laughs> At least it didn't explode. Have a good one, folks. I think with the, with the episode with uh, UCL coming back, I think we really hit, a, hit our stride there. That was a great. Uh, that was fun to listen to yeah, yeah. as well, actually. Not that they're usually boring to listen to, but th- that, would, that was particularly amusing to hear again.
1: It was, it was funny, I liked it. <laughs> Especially my freaking one liners. Um, I didn't know it, uh, I, I didn't think of it during the session, but I'm like, in, in, in that episode, I'm like, holy, I was like, oh, holy shit, I remember, uh, or I, I recognize who uh, Lucas is acting like right now <laughs> Dean Winchester. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, lots of one-liners and being the man on the front. And it's like, oh, God, he's Dean Winchester. I didn't mean to do this.
0: He's an unluckier, gayer,
2: gayer. (laughs) An
1: unlucky, gayer version of Dean Winchester.
2: Max Silver here. And I just want to remind you all that you can find our adventures at the following places. My buddy Doc might know what they are, but I sure as heck don't. Anyway, find us at our forums at the thesundayskypers.freeforums.org. Or at our Facebook page, whatever heck a Facebook page is. Or at our Google Plus page. Again, what the hell is a Google Plus page? I don't know. Or you can mail us at sundayskypers, um, some little A thing with a circle around it. What the heck is that thing? I don't know. Zoho.com. That's a strange mailing address. Hey, Doc, can you tell me what the heck that little funny A sign is?